Hi there, I'm Becky Hammond, founder and strengths maven over at Isogo and isogostrong.com. Welcome to Isogo TV, video podcast and audio podcast as well. Here on Isogo TV, we are fueling marriage connection, parenting grace, and work energy by focusing in on your strengths instead of fixating on your weakness. Today, you are joining us for episode 79, which is the last in our interview series for this season, and it has really been a blast. By talking to leaders, coaches, parents, spouses, regular people, we are bringing alive the life-changing stories that have been fueled by people's unique and brilliant strengths in their work or their marriages or their parenting or sometimes a combination of all those things. Today's guest is Scott Anthony Barlow. Scott is the founder and CEO of Happen to Your Career. He has become a top expert in career happiness. He's been featured on CNBC, Yahoo, Huffington Post, and various other colleges as the top expert in career happiness. He lives with his wife and three kids in Moses Lake, Washington, and sometimes even Paris or London, which is a totally cool part of his story. And when he's not traveling, he and his team run two of the top five career change podcasts on iTunes, including Happen to Your Career podcast. Today, as Scott shares his own career and strengths journey, he also offers such clarity about pursuing a career that's life-giving in a way that's, that's truly attainable. So if you are mid-career transition or want to be mid-career transition, you are going to be inspired to take the next best step for you. So let's dive into this conversation with Scott Barlow. Well, hello, Scott. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited that we we were just talking about, you know, how we get to meet each other here. And I maybe we should just like start a revolution of not having to qualify the fact that this is an e-meeting. Like this is, no, this is actually a meeting. Like relationships can actually start like this, right? <laughs> this is the thing. Yes. Far more of these types of meetings than even in-person meetings at this point. Yep. I, I know. I know the world. <laughs> well, I am excited to get to know a little bit about your story and kind of what it looked like in your life when you realized that you are wired with these unique things called your strengths and uh, the types of transformations that took place in your life. I know it really impacted your career and and then it kind of exploded into everything else in your life. So um, before we jump into that story, I would love for you just to tell all of us a little bit about yourself, uh, what your family's like and what you do for work. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, <laughs> my family, I would say that we are we are a bit of an unconventional family in a variety of different ways. And you and all I right. got to talk a little bit about this. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're for all intents and purposes, like we have three little, three, three not so little kids anymore. I have a <laughs> seven year old girl and she's my oldest. And then two boys following that who are very, very active. And at any given moment might find them climbing on top of something large uh, all the way to you know, playing musical instruments to whatever else we have. Uh, we have a drum set in our living room. As, okay. Uh, if that gives you any context. It does and, give us me a sense, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a piano on the other side of the living room and guitars strung all over the place. And um, yeah, so that's, that's us. And we, we found that something that you and I got to talk a little bit about before we hit the record button yeah. is, you know, it's, it's very, very important for us to be able to um, 
be able to share experiences with our kids mm-hmm. and be able to, I know we're going to talk about strengths here yeah. in, in a little bit, but that actually over the years has really helped us be able to get in tune with what our kids' strengths are mm-hmm. and our strengths as a coming together as a family too. So that's mm-hmm. been a lot of fun. But one of the ways that we've done that is pulling our kids out of school uh, every year for about a month or so and going and living and exposing them to another country. Mm-hmm. So Very there's cool. a, there's a little tidbit into some of our lives uh, on a, you know, any given month type basis. Yeah. Well, I certainly resonate with that as a family of adventurers. So um, yeah. we'll definitely be talking more about that. Maybe not in the next 30 minutes, but in the future. <laughs> and so what do you do for work? A, a variety of things, I feel. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I am uh, at this point now drastically different than what I did for work uh, over the last 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. But I run, a, I run a company called Happen to Your Career where we help people connect to what type of work really actually fits them instead Mm -hmm. of the other way around. I think so many of us have a tendency to look around on indeed.com or, you know, LinkedIn and see what's available out there and feel like we have to choose Mm -hmm. uh, amongst whatever happens to be open. And instead, you know, I believe very strongly, and this is, this is what me and my team get to do uh, for, for a living on a daily basis now, is help people realize what strengths and gifts and uh, what they value most mm-hmm. and be able to connect that to the work that they do. So not so coincidentally, we get to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, that and some of my experiences over the, over the years with that too, and how it, how it got to that point. Because it hasn't always been, I haven't always been the CEO of this company. Cool. Yeah. Well, we will hopefully hear a little bit about that journey. So give us a little bit of insight into what's something that you are most proud of recently. Oh my goodness. Most proud of recently. Yeah. And the sky's the limit. <laughs> uh, you know, actually something that I'm really, really proud of that uh, scared me and I didn't think was a possibility even, um, if you would ask me four or five years ago, about four years ago, as we were doing this type of work, um, and we've, we've built out, we have an entire team of career coaches and everything like that, but we, you know, created literally an entire, um, entire system to help people connect to the type of work that they want to be doing and really actually fits Mm. them their strengths. But uh, we kept getting the same email over and over again where people are like, hey, uh, I want to become a career coach and I'm wondering Uh, if you would create like a certification and training. Oh, wow. And and that was something where I thought it was very flattering that they would ask. And so I kept getting those emails over and over again. And I'd send an email back saying, hey, thanks so much. We don't really have any plans to do that. (laughs) And after about four years of this, we decided that look, there's nobody else that is really doing this in the Mm. same way for career coaching, especially helping career coaches get started as, uh, as their first business. And, um, we realized that nobody else in the world is really doing it. So we felt very obligated and realized that some of my strengths personally and experiences personally, plus our team really, um, we're kind of very uniquely positioned to do Mm. that. And we have since created that. So there's, we've been working on it for about a year and we had the first cohort go through and wow. they're already having a ton of success. Yay, and that is cool. something that, yeah, I'm very, very proud of because I didn't even think it would be, I mean, we literally had to create a certification and a certification body and all of the, you know, all the things that have, that I didn't even know went along with it. If <laughs> five, six years ago. Cool. Well, that is something to be proud of. Cool. All right. So let's move into the strengths perspective. Let's dive into this a little bit. What, what this has looked like in your life as you have, um, 
as you've discovered who you were through your strengths, through Strengths Finder in particular, and um, and kind of what that before and after looked like. So, um, my first kind of opening question here that we're going to start it is: When you first came across the Strengths concept, um, what what problems were you looking to solve or what problems were you encountering? Uh, and mm-hmm. kind of at the same time, like what were you thinking about most in your life? <laughs> you know, honestly, when I first came across the idea of focusing on your strengths rather than focusing on improving your weaknesses, I had never heard of Strengths Finder at that time. And I didn't actually hear, t- hear about Strengths Finder until a year or two later, maybe. Okay. And, yeah. Um, but just that concept alone, that, that rattled my world in a lot of different Mm. ways because at the time I was in a role that I had, that I had taken, uh, moved to Portland, Oregon, uh, to be able to take this, you know, what appeared to many people appeared to all my friends and family, you know, as this amazing job opportunity because it paid well. I was, uh, given a lot of responsibility, I had 20 people, 20, yeah, like 20-ish people or so reporting to me. And I was mm. relatively young at the time, you know, fairly fresh out of college. And and so all my friends and family were telling me like, you've, you've got to like do this. Like, yeah, like what an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So I moved um, my brand new wife at the time, uh, Alyssa, down to Portland, Oregon. And uh, we were really excited to begin our life together and got down there and realized that I hated this. I hated this, this uh, job. And the reason, the reason why is it was, the reason I later learned actually is it was so misaligned hmm. with my strengths and the things that are very, very natural for me. It was such a bad fit hmm. uh, that at, you know, after about six months in, I found myself where I was, you know, as I was commuting to work and everything like that, I was starting to have panic attacks. Um, and I didn't even know what those were, but like, they're not fun as it turns out. And then I found myself, um, I gained like 50, almost 50 wow. pounds over the course of that year. And I like, I'm watching the scale go up and here's, here's how bad it was at, at this point. Um, I remember going into my office one day and, um, there was a restaurant next door that served Huckleberry milkshakes and everything else. So I went and ordered like three massive burgers and a, uh, and a huge fries and big old Huckleberry milkshake so that I could try and make myself sick with the, I don't know, this is how screwed up it was. Uh, so that I could justify like leaving my job, have an excuse to like get the heck away from it. Like this is how bad of a a thing it was. I didn't realize that part of that was connected to my strengths and and just had no concept. So at the time, the problem I was trying to solve was trying to figure out like, is this what it's really like for work for everybody? Like, yeah. you've got like this is a big opportunity that I just took and everyone said this was going to be amazing. Yeah. And they're telling me that it is amazing. I don't feel amazing. I, yeah, the opposite of amazing. So <laughs> Exactly. That's exactly what was going through my mind at the wow. time. And I'm like, there's got to be a better way to do this. There's got to be a better way. And so for another five months or so, I kept uh, trying to figure out like, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. And eventually, and I don't even remember how I encountered it, but um, I think it may have been a, a talk that the company sent me to and yeah. somebody had mentioned it as an offhand portion of their talk. And it just resonated with me so much that uh, that you could focus on and lean into those things that you are great at rather than to minimize 
<laughs> you know, minimize that and instead focus on all these other areas that you're not great at. Cause that's exactly what I was trying to do at the time. And it was so wow. stressful and it was obviously not working out well for me on a variety of different levels. Yeah. Well, and I can imagine you're like newly married and now you've like gained all this weight. You don't feel great about any parts you've moved away from your support systems, like all these different pieces that are coming together and your body yeah. is telling you like, Hey, um, <laughs> something's going on here. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's a really powerful story about, uh, about just wanting to get sick so you can leave. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a low. It's a, that's it was, a low point. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it seemed logical to me at the time somehow. That's yeah. Right. Which right. is when you know your mind is just, there's, something's off, right? Like there's something yeah. that is not, is not jiving. So, you know, you got sent maybe to a talk or something like that when you kind of first started hearing this perspective, what other paths had you tried or, or had you tried anything to kind of fix what was going on with this not amazing career that you thought was going to be wonderful? You mean other than trying to Yeah, other than the strengths. Like, so before you yeah. kind of got that mindset shift or you started to feel like you had a mindset shift, what, what were you trying to do? What, what other things were you trying to do? I think for me, um, very much it was, uh, I was very much obviously in like survival mode, I guess, in some ways at the mm -hmm. time. So I was gravitating towards anything that might have seemed like a solution. So um, I was... I was listening to radio and talk shows and okay. all kinds of things like that. Yep. Just like trying to figure out if there was a better way. Like, is anybody in the world doing this better? Because I was having, like, I was on my commute and traffic would be stopped. And I'm like looking around at the other cars <laughs> wondering, like, does this person have it any better? So I'm like, like, do they seem stop. happy? Like, I don't know. Hmm. Well, and for me, um, as I realized, you know, as I, uh, and for the life of me, I don't remember what talk or anything along yeah. those lines that, that sparked that, that interest. But I remember thinking and simmering on it for probably a good month and then realized that I had to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And that was sort of the light that was in the back of my head. Like, yeah. okay, well, somebody said this. So, you know, somebody, at least somebody out there has had a different sort of experience. Yeah. And that gave me the courage at the time. Speaking of brave things, like I was super scared to go and have a conversation with my boss. Yeah. and you know, I ended up having this conversation with my boss and saying, look, I, I'm not sure that this role really is a fit for me. And, you know, felt really good to have it out on the table. Yeah, in that like, conversation. Oh, I just said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 All of those things. And then yeah. um, my boss apparently felt the exact same way because three weeks later he fired me. So, okay. Well, that's not probably what you had in mind. <laughs> not, not at all what I had in mind. And so shortly after I learned about this as a concept, I was literally thrust into that because now I'm down in Portland, Oregon, and, you know, I'm having to call my wife on the way home as I, like, I'm embarrassed and you know, scared for all yeah. intents and purposes and tell her, yes, I know I moved you away from your family, but I don't even have a job to show for it. <laughs> Wow. Um, for me, it became like after I got this kernel of an idea in my head, it really literally became a quest because at that point I decided mm -hmm. like through all the embarrassment and shame and everything that goes along with being fired, like I decided like I can, I can not do this again. I, can, I never want to do this again. So that literally set me on a, a quest over the next 10 years to try and figure out like how do you do this differently? And that pulled me closer and closer and closer to strengths from, uh, from all of the research and eventually to Strength Finder and um, 
And fortunately, I ended up actually going to a company that was very in tune with strengths as I decided and declared, look, I'm not, I'm not doing work again in this exact same way. I ended up working in HR with Target and, um, and that was where I wanted to be. And that was uh, amazing. It was my dream job at the time, actually. Mm. And somebody there in the learning and development department happened to um, be a fan of Marty Seligman. Have you ever heard that name? Martin Seligman. He's a, a lot of people call him the founder of positive psychology. Positive psychology, right? Yeah, that's where, that's what remember. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, Martin Seligman, um, even though he didn't have anything to do with StrengthsFinder specifically, right. he, he invented this term called signature strengths and mm. a whole philosophy that was research supported to go along with it. Mm. And that was my prerequisite. And the natural lead in from there was, oh my goodness, there's all these tools out there too. Yeah. Oh, StrengthsFinder. <laughs> They're and like, then, identify these things for you and then you can go. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So that was where it started. That was uh. where it that's awesome. So you were like, you're, I mean, it sounds like your process was like, I need something. So I'm going to just start listening to stuff. And maybe that strength thing is just something that you were like starting to listen to. I, one of the things that I'm always struck with when people are trying to like become better leaders or be more satisfied in their careers or even be more happy in their marriages is like, we're always trying to figure out what worked for somebody else. Yes. And I think that's one of the things that's just so brilliant about the strengths perspective is it's not what works for somebody else. It has to be what works for you. And by understanding what your strengths are, you can kind of put other people's tips together and stuff, especially if they're kind of wired like you, but you can start to wire your your perfect way of leadership or your signature way of leadership or your signature way of, you know, of building the career that you want. And it sounds like you sort of stumbled upon it, but then, but then ran with it, right? Like you said, okay, there's some, there's some truth to this. So now how do I use this to really change my life and impact how happy I am every day when I go to my job. Absolutely. And so that was, you know, right as I was getting into my first year at Target and uh, really just intensely learning about this, because I I sort of viewed this in the back of my mind. I don't think I called it this at the time, but in the back of my mind, this is like the, the magic key to never having to go back to that (laughs) other life that I lived is lean hard into these things that I am finding that, you know, I have, you know, as far as gifts naturally and, you know, whether it be from nature or nurture, um, but then every time I found that I would lean into these, then in some ways I would get very, very positive feedback. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'd come from a boss. Sometimes I'd come from an interaction. Sometimes that would come from how I felt internally and all of these different pieces. um, I started observing the patterns along with it. And it's like, oh my goodness, like there really is. You know, there really is something to this, uh, this thing that I heard way back when. Yeah. And I kept getting more and more validation. And then as I got Strength Finder and got my first, first test back, um, I found that, you know, I was, I was very, very fut- I, futuristic as one of mine. And, you know, what I tested out at that point in time has changed over the years as I've really focused and developed on different, different aspects of my strengths. Mm. So at this point, it's a little bit different for me. I am, um, I am activator and futuristic and ideation and connectedness and individualization. But in the past, I've had other pieces that have floated up to the top yeah. with um, input and well, actually, there's about five or five or six others. So it's changed, shifted slightly for yeah. me over the years. But at the time, 
you know, I, I got this and realized that, okay, I, this is why I can't stop thinking about the future. Like half my day is embedded in, you know, thinking about uh, what could happen and what those possibilities are. And, you know, and I'm realizing at the same time that other people don't get this or they don't think they in don't this things exactly. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so in HR for me, I started realizing, oh, this is actually, this is actually a good thing. Like I can do things that other people can't do. So I start actually creating workforce plans that were, mm. you know, six months and a year in the future to predict wow. what we're going to need in terms of workforce. And I'm having a ton of fun with it. And my boss is saying, oh my goodness, like nobody's ever done this for me before. Right. This is like making it so much easier. So, which then further validated all of that feedback. So, yeah. um, that's that's an example of where I started actually seeing it come into come into focus and uh, be very tangible and not just be an idea anymore, right. but uh, have it work in the real world. And a series of those types of interactions um, ended up leading to a promotion, and then another promotion, and then another promotion, and a lot of pay raises and things to go along with it. Wow. As I was finding that I could lean more and more and more and look for those areas in which I could utilize my strengths. And did you find that people resisted that? Like, you know, some people say like, okay, I have this job and that's just the, like to think about the future is just like not in my job. Like how do you, I mean, I guess maybe in that in that role, you kind of felt like you had the sense, that opportunity. Um, but in your previous role, you were kind of getting pounded down on by using things that weren't your strengths. Like, so what type of resistance did you get as you were like, oh no, I can't do that because I got to do this? Or how did you frame that? You know, I think for me, um, in some ways, I, <laughs> I was trying to think how to articulate this, but in some ways that I used my strengths to be able to use my strengths. So I'm very much a relator too. That's always okay. floating in my, yeah. my seven, seven or eight someplace in there. Occasionally it's been in my top five. And depending on what year you're talking about. Yeah. And a lot of times I would use my ability to be able to relate to others and build amazing relationships and trust fairly quickly to be able to influence how they were thinking about what I was doing hmm. in terms of my projects. And I would get their buy off on it, especially my boss or some of the other people that uh, had a vested interest in these things. I would leverage that strength yeah. to then be able to go and leverage another strength on a particular project or area or other things. So in some ways, um, I, I was looking within to be able to look within. I'm trying to think how to yeah. articulate that in a way that is useful, but um, that's, that was what worked for me. Like lean yeah. into one area of my strengths so that I could earn the opportunity to lean into another area of my strengths. Yeah. I, well, I like that. Like earning, earn, earn the opportunity. So it's like, and even like those, those plans that you were making at first, clearly that wasn't in your job description, right? But you were yeah. doing it because you felt you saw a need. And once you saw, he or she saw what this looked like or what you could do, then all of a sudden the opportunity opens opens up more, right? So sometimes it's not in our job description, but we see, oh my gosh, I would love to do this and this would make things better. So we just do it and then see, see what happens. Uh, on well, the an other interesting, side. 
thing about that too. Um, within our business, since now at this point, I get the pleasure of um, helping people sort of connect back these strengths to their careers yeah. that they want to. One of the things that yeah. we do is we find that there's little clues in there too that are embedded for people through many years that they didn't even realize were there. So one of the questions that we ask is, hey, what do you find? in your past roles, whether they be work-related or non-work-related, that even though it wasn't a part of your job, like you kept, you couldn't not do, like you kept mm -hmm. finding ways and sometimes finding excuses yes. to do that sort of thing, whatever that is. And we look for the out, whatever those outliers there, because those often give you ways in which you can double down hmm. into your strengths. And the reason that we use that question now ended up coming from my experiences as well, because I couldn't stop thinking about like, yeah. why do we do it? Like, why do we do it this way? Like we know, we already know that we're going to need an extra 57 people, you know, in the next six, yeah. why are we not planning for why, this now? Why, why, did no one, why is no one thinking about this? Just me. Why is no one thinking yeah. about this? Yeah. <laughs> and I could not think about it. So it was there. It was going to, in some ways it was going to happen. Um, like I was going to go through the motions because I couldn't help go through the motions about thinking about it. So being able to have an avenue and lean into that to be able to take it and then use it for value for the business and my boss mm -hmm. uh, was a natural inclination. But recognizing that that's there and looking at that as a positive rather than a negative, I think is where a lot of people experience that challenge. And I've personally experienced that in the past too, because you feel like you have all these other things yeah. that need to get done. You have to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I find that um, the more that you lean into those, those strengths, especially if you're bringing along the other people that have a, uh, have a, have a vested interest in it. Right. You're bringing those people along for the ride and doing so in a way that's going to be helpful for them. Right. Then, you know, we find it's less of an obstacle in reality and more of an obstacle mm. in our head when you're taking those additional steps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to be thinking about that because I think that's, that is absolutely true that we say, well, I can't do, I can't, I, well, that's just not the way it is. Or, you know, we have all these different kind of excuses for why yeah. we can't make a change or why I can't really use that strength at work. And instead, I mean, I love what you did with your relator, which was just like, okay, well, I'm going to start using this one and then I'm going to see what happens, you know? Yeah. And so I think, I mean, that, that can be a good first step. It's like uh, Don Clifton, the founder of uh, Strengths Psychology said, we could spend our entire lives focusing on one strength. I mean, he was like reticent yeah. to even give the top five because he's like, but if you just have one, you could focus on that forever and, and, and be more satisfied and more thriving um, and give more to the world than you were already giving. And so, you know, maybe we just start one, like you're a relator. I start with that one and then, you know, they see that I can't stop thinking about the future and all of a sudden I have these other opportunities in front of me that, that start fulfilling all these other buckets. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've read um, a bit about that too. And one of the, um, I've seen some, some interesting, uh, or I think it's interesting, but sometimes conflicting evidence to that. I think, well, let me say that. I think that you I can be perfectly happy like delving further and further and further into one. Yeah. Also on the other side to play devil's advocate in some ways, we see that when we're working with people and we're connecting this back to their, their careers and we're looking for all these small signs along the way mm -hmm. in terms of what, how do we connect strengths 
to um, a higher level of fulfillment and, and happiness and flourishing and many other words that you could substitute in right. here, uh, where you have more happy more often, essentially. Um, we find that a lot of times when we look at those parts in the past for different different people in different scenarios, that when we start to break apart what was uh, fulfilling and felt purposeful for them, and we look at the strengths that involve, we find often that there are uh, multiple strengths at use. Hmm. So I've been like working on this as a theory in the back of my head for like uh, 10 plus years at this point, but it seems almost like they can work as amplifiers in some ways too, when they're compounded. Now, um, that's something we've been observing for many years at this point, and we just keep seeing the same phenomenon again, but we don't have, I haven't seen any good scientific evidence Mm. to say that, yes, that's the thing, or no, that's not the thing either way, but just an observation that we keep seeing it over and over again, like, you know, um, in my case, you know, some of the, I think back to some of the times where I have enjoyed the most mm-hmm. and also I have felt like I have flourished the most and start to realize, okay, what is causing that? What are the strengths that I'm using? And very often I find for myself that it's the overlapping pieces working together. The combination. That, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in some ways it's like the uniqueness doesn't come from one strength, right? Otherwise, we just all be one of 34. But it comes from the com- the u- combination of five, or like you said, like over time as you're developing and using different things, like these different combinations of five that I've had that are probably floating around in my top 10 or whatever for my whole life, <laughs> that's where the uniqueness comes from. Yeah, I totally, yeah. Uh, I, I yeah. see that. I love that you call it an amplifier because I think that's that's true. It's like when you can combine, like, okay, yeah, if I use my achiever, great. But if I combine that with connectedness, then now I'm like not only doing stuff, but it matters, right? And then I just like keep putting stuff on top of that, on top of that. And it's, yeah, I love that amplifier. All right. So tell us a little bit about, um, I know we we probably don't have much time left, but um, I'm I'm just so curious to know. So you said that, you know, this, this is like transforming your I, your career. So it's your, instead of like being the guy that's like looking at other people in the car next to you, like, Oh my gosh, are you happy? Like, how could you be happy if life is always looks like this to, to being somebody that it, um, is, is getting, um, recognition for what you're doing. You're realizing that you're able to specifically identify what your strengths are and then specifically find ways to use those so that your career is, is amplifying itself. Um, and then you have this family. So tell me just a little bit about what does this look like? So you're, you know, you're making all these pretty big transformations in your self-concept, in how happy you are at work. I don't know if you're like physically changing as well as a result. And so, and then what are, what are the relationships that are most important to you? Uh, what, maybe just give us one or two examples of, you know, what, what did that look like at home for you? Yeah. Um, you know, there are, there's a lot of stories that, that jump into my mind, but I think the biggest biggest example, like on the career side in particular, you know, as I started realizing this, like I said, at first I was just like grasping for any way to do life different. And yeah. then as I started digging into this and starting to observe some of the um, ways that every time I, every time I like step into my strengths, then I get some positive feedback or every time I, you know, step into this other area, then I feel different. And, you know, as I'm having all these observations, um, eventually I have that first promotion and that's where I'm really starting to realize, wow, there's like, 
there's something to this. And I start to, over the next few months, realize that, you know, every, by spending more of my time in my strengths, first of all, it feels different. Um, I remember describing it to Alyssa, my wife, many mm-hmm. times. It's like, it feels like I'm permanently on vacation. Like none of this <laughs> feels like work. Like I kept saying that to her over and over again. She's like, I get it, Scott. I get, I get it. it. Like, <laughs> You're yeah. on vacation. I don't understand yeah. exactly, but you're on vacation. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so she's getting tired of me hearing that, but I start to realize that it's in direct relation to, uh, to spending more time um, working with the strengths rather than against them. And the other big realization that I had is that since the majority of the world mm-hmm. is not well aligned, not doing work that's well aligned with their strengths, it causes you to stand out. <laughs> And it causes yeah, you to stand out in a variety of different ways. One, um, the people that are working in their strengths, a lot of the times I've observed um, come off as more genuine in some mm-hmm. ways, um, which there's multiple reasons that somebody can come off more genuine. Yeah. But I have realized that that's one of the weird things that a lot of people don't think about. When you're doing more work in your strengths, you feel more at ease with yeah. yourself. And therefore, mm-hmm. you give that type of presentation to other people Mm. as well. And we all want to be around more genuine people. So there's multiple impacts. You can see where this starts to snowball. So on top of, you know, on top of, um, I'm already standing out because I'm performing better than other people who are not working in their strengths. And then I'm starting to realize I'm, I'm making a different impact on people because I'm coming across differently, yeah. which then allows me to be able to uh, start to piece some of these things together. And then, uh, you know, I'm at that point gotten a reputation as a, as a high performer. And then right. all these things start working together to create opportunities that just were not there before. Right before I started stepping into spending more of my time in, in my strengths. And then, you know, when I go to my boss at this point and say, hey, I've got this idea for a project, yeah. like, you know, you now we've got the track record. And now credibility, got, yeah. Yeah, and it's a whole different ball game. So it starts to compound together. And even when I changed, uh, changed jobs again, at some point I realized that, you know, Target was definitely my dream job at one point in time. But um, as I started having little kids and, mm-hmm. Uh, realized that uh, it was no longer my dream job anymore. I ended up changing roles a, a couple of times over and found the exact same thing in other environments too, in completely different, completely different areas. And so it's like, oh, there's really something to this. this like, <laughs> it's actually it's it's repeatable experiment. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So. Um, you know, as I moved away from Target and moved into those other roles, that's the point in time where Alyssa and I were really starting to talk about this at home too mm. and realizing, oh, wow, we have drastically different strengths. And I think for okay. us, um, the way that this manifested itself early on is I think I looked and she told me she did as well, but I think I looked at uh, even though I was starting to get well-versed in the areas of strengths, I still think at that point in time at home, I was looking at it as like, why can't you do this? Yeah. Like, this is something, this is like easy for me and not connecting all the stuff that's going on at work right. to at yep. home. Easy to do. So, <laughs> yeah. As we start really realizing, wow, we have drastically different strengths and yeah. actually they complement each other quite a bit, but they can also be at odds right. um, quite a bit if we're not looking at it that way too. It actually... Um, gave us a gave us a set of verbiage to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's probably the easiest way to be able to say that. It's like, oh, well, 
you are highly analytical. Oh, okay. So that's... Oh, that's, that's a, a strength. Why. Okay. Yeah. I can go with that. <laughs> yeah. And so that was, that was really kind of the, um, the light bulb for me in a lot yeah. of different ways. This is right as we had, you know, it was very, um, very little kids at this point in time. We had our first child and then, you know, um, second baby and realized, oh my goodness, like all the stuff that I've been learning for years actually applies here too. And that's where, (laughs) really where our our marriage started changing quite a bit, Mm. actually, um, for much, much better ways and much better than I realized marriage could be, uh, by again, doing the same thing I'd done at work and leaning into those strengths and allowing her the room and bandwidth to lean into hers and not looking at that as a potential negative too. Wow. What encouragement or advice would you give someone who can really resonate with those pre-strengths problems of like, does anyone enjoy their job to now where you realize you can, you can, uh, you can really thrive and find something that feels like you're on vacation every day. Uh, what, what encouragement or advice would you give them to people that kind of want to make that journey? You know, I think two different pieces. And I think the biggest one, the first one is if you're having that same type of feeling that I was where just everything feels out of alignment, Hmm. um, realize that when you're doing more work in your strengths, it feels much more like you're working with the grain rather than against the grain. So if absolutely everything feels so much out of alignment like that, then that's either because of your strengths or it's because of, you know, mismatched values and very likely it's both. So, um, recognizing and giving yourself permission to look for something else that very likely is going to be better alignment with your strengths. It completely changes your world in in ways that I I can't even fully describe and you won't fully understand until you're there too. A lot of people that we've worked with over the years that have made that type of transition describe it as it feels more like coming home than anything else. It doesn't feel like there's like fireworks or anything like that, but it feels more like coming home. And And that's when you even just make the decision that there could be something else, or is that when you actually find that something else that feels like when you, when you start doing that work, but I think when you give yourself the, um, ability, the permission to recognize that there could be something else, I think there's a lot of power in that too, because, um, at the same time, I think that you can, and this is piece number two, I think that you can start uh, asking yourself two questions. Uh, you know, one is how could this be possible for me? Because mm-hmm. to your point earlier, you mentioned, you know, strengths are different for everybody and strength combinations are different for everybody. So what worked perfectly for me doesn't mean it's going to work perfectly for you. Right. And you have to find your uh, in some ways you have to find your own way. So beginning to ask yourself that question of how could this be possible for me and beginning to look for those answers instead of focusing your energy elsewhere, um, is, is becomes a very useful lens to look at it through. And what we found over the years is, uh, something else that's been very, very helpful uh, for, for me personally is looking at what we call and solutions or what I personally call and solutions where uh, I'm saying like, how could, how, how could I do, how could I earn money leveraging my strengths? Uh, or how could I, you know, earn the amount of money, I guess, yeah. that I want to be earning and also be doing so in my strengths and focusing on how could that be possible mm-hmm. uh, rather than f- assuming that it has to be an either or. Yeah. And mm-hmm. those, two, those two questions, you should, and solutions like, how could I do this and that? How could I yeah. have the thing that I want and also the other thing that I want? 
and what circumstances uh, would have to be right for that to be possible. And then um, very often when you are, <laughs> well, I guess I find that Whatever you aim for, as long as you take enough shots, you're gonna eventually hit. So if, you're aiming, if you're aiming really low, like you're gonna you're gonna hit really low. If you're aiming at something uh, that is not working in your strengths because you don't really believe it's going to be possible, you're gonna end up hitting that too. Like you're gonna find whatever you're uh, putting your energy, actions, and everything else towards. Like uh, you're eventually going to to find yourself in that direction. So, uh, I would suggest immediately starting now that you begin opening yourself up to the possibility that you could do both mm-hmm. and uh, begin making sure that actions that you take are either searching for that or actively finding that in one way or another. Cool. Awesome. Well, I think, uh, I think that pretty much sums it up. So thank you very much. Thanks for, um, I mean, I feel like that, that sums it up because that was part of your journey. That's like, that's, your your story of of what happened to move from just very underwhelmed and totally beat down by your career to um to all the way to today where you have crafted that and statement perfectly like you've said how can i um build a career a business that i love and still take my kids out of school a month out of the year to go explore other places. Connectedness, by the way, that's what I see in that. I didn't know that until later. I was like, hello. Like what you did there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so just, I, yeah, I, um, uh, I really appreciate your willingness to kind of, to share that, to share kind of how it all started and then where, where it's brought you today, kind of in an authentic way. And not only you, but you have seen clients of yours go through this time and again, that they can come to a place where they feel like they really are coming home when they're coming to their ideal role and their ideal career. And really all happens um, uh, in part through understanding who they are through their strengths. So thanks for sharing that journey with us. And um, I look forward to, to many more. Well, thank you very much for having me. This has been a pleasure. Doesn't Scott's story provide such clarity and not only what it looks like to truly experience change by knowing and using his strengths, but also what it takes to really get there. You can find out more about Scott Anthony Barlow and his business, Happen to Your Career, at happentoyourcareer.com. And definitely be sure to check out his top-rated career podcast, also called Happen to Your Career. It's a worthy listen to add to your queue if you're interested in career happiness at all. Aren't we all? (laughs) These links are also available in the show notes over at isogostrong.com slash episode 79. That's isogostrong.com slash episode 79. Ultimately, my dream would be to see thriving marriages, families, and workplaces across the entire world. By orienting our mind towards our strengths, I know that we can get there, just like Scott did. So I'd love to ask you to share Isogo TV, the video or the audio version, with your circles on Facebook, Instagram, or just right there in your home or your office. And if you like Isogo TV or this interview with Scott in particular, please leave a five-star review over at iTunes. It not only means a lot to me, but it also helps others find this podcast as a resource too. I'm glad that you were here today to hear how others have fueled significant changes in their lives by focusing in on their strengths. And I hope that you join me for more next time on Isogo TV.